Michael T. Justice, a man in the middle, half black, half white, in the middle of the country, in the middle of the night, trying to figure out how to make this world right, because they fixed the game before they wrote the rules, and now we're left with these broken tools, but we still got to try to fashion the jewels so that we can be free. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Tanika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word, and you're tuned in to Michael T. Justice. So I hope you're going to enjoy the show. On another note, I also am doing a Soul Cow podcast explosion. If you would like to be a part of that, I hope that you will connect with myself or YoVD for more details on the upcoming event. Until then, be blessed, motivated, and inspired. Okay, so today I'm going to break from what I've been doing here this week um, with the profiles of of people because what I've been trying to do, uh, I don't know if I actually said it out loud, but my list of people that uh, I would like for you to know, and again, my avatar here is my sons, right? So I'm kind of speaking to my children who may or may not hear me you know, in the present and perhaps in the future, they'll be able to go back over this. But something that is near and dear to me is my love of country and um, my love of diversity. And so my list is people who have made contributions, not just to this country, but to the world. Right. Uh, and, And it's a diversity list. So it's not your standard Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson or uh, I'm trying to think out maybe Albert Einstein but but you know it's not just your standard uh, list of accomplished scientists and who we tend to get you know I think it's not too controversial to say that they're mostly men and mostly Anglos uh, but here is my attempt to introduce to them and to you the contributions of others uh, that have been overlooked uh, or that, you know, even if they're not ground shattering, you know, they're not the groundbreaking thing, uh, you know, like the Jeremiah Hamilton deal, right? When I talk about him as somebody that it's not necessarily, I, I can't say what value he added to the country directly, but I can say that the notion of a millionaire who went toe-to-toe with with uh, uh, Vanderbilt, a black man, is surprising to me and uh, something that we as black people and, and as people should know because it goes against that narrative, which is something that was pur- purposefully created and perpetuates itself uh this notion that um you know i used to do a talk show uh locally there was a guy that would call in and he was and self-proclaimed racist right and he used to call in and and make these comments and we would have something of a dialogue around his errancy but you know, he never saw it, <laughs> but, you know, he would call up and make these claims about black people never did anything or more to the point, he would say that only white people had done any of the valuable things and that, that, uh, you know, uh, 
that was just his take and I have always been of the mindset that uh, I appreciate the diversity and I think the only reason that we don't uh, value or to the extent that we don't value diversity as a as a general population is because it's been kept from us it's been stolen the the history has been stolen and covered up and you know accomplishments go back and listen to Rosalind uh, uh, Franklin you know the accomplishments stolen so that you know, a narrative is perpetuated and it's not always some grand conspiracy. It's just, hey, this is what we do. You know what I mean? When you look at the guy across the room, you know, uh, and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders as you do something shady, you know, that is a minor, low level conspiracy that just perpetuates. And when you have book authors and publishers and and things like that to just overlook information or allow it to continue. It requires a concerted effort. And so that's what I've been doing. So anyway, all that, that's just to explain what I've been doing. And then um, uh, where I'm going today is uh, I'm going to, and as I look through the Constitution, I really don't want to wear anybody out trying to read a whole article at a time. So I'm going to break down the just pieces here I've got a little pocket constitution that I carry uh, and I'm going to run through the first sections the first two sections of article one and uh, maybe do this on Saturdays uh, to try and get myself into a, uh, a routine so without further ado here we go so here we have first off the preamble to the United the Constitution of the United States of America we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now, that is something like what we call today a mission statement. Right. This is what we are. This is who we are and what we're trying to do. Now, who these guys are by name, the Jeffersons, the Hamiltons, the 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 uh, Franklins, the all of these folks, um, who the individuals are is less important at this point, because one of the things that I've often told my kids is that it's all made up, right? That that society is all made up, right? We we go 55 because some people, we agreed, 55, but then we changed it to 75, and then we changed it back down, and then, you know, we make agreements as to how we're going to live. And this is not just the United States, this is everywhere. And people are just kind of, uh, I was writing something earlier uh, today that, that kind of struck in, stuck into my head and uh, this here the constitution is like a contract like a phone contract like your cell phone contract in a way most people don't read it and have no idea what's in it and the ones who wrote it fixed it with all sorts of loopholes and ways to cheat without cheating right the people who wrote the constitution wrote the constitution and we all here in America, born in the United States of America, 
born into like boom we're born signing that contract it's just the way it is now that's the mission statement to establish justice ensure domestic tranquility provide for the common defense promote general welfare secure blessings of liberty and posterity right those are the things that are agreed to and then we have to as you would with trying to fight your phone company you have to make some you have to argue your stance and make your point because you know i saw a, a report just the other day we were talking about america was never founded as a democracy but black people have been trying since day one to make it so women have been trying since day one to make it so we've been trying to get in at that table because you made some rules this was your agreement now we boom we're going to try and stick it to you hold you to that agreement and that's what we've been doing you know uh, i had a friend who wrote a poem once called the blank check uh martin luther king mentioned that same uh 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 metaphor you know, a check was written right there with that preamble and with this constitution and we've been trying to cash it for 250 years and that's where we still find ourselves. So, let's move on to Article 1. And Article 1 is fairly uh, lengthy, but Section 1 is very small and to the point. All legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. That's it. The full text. One sentence. That sentence will be supported later on by defining what a Congress is or what a, uh, a House and what the Senate is. And um, we'll move forward into that when the time comes. That is section one, article one. Article, or I'm sorry, section two is a little longer. So uh, let's read that and then we'll come back through it, right? The House of Representatives shall be composed of members chosen every second year by the people of the several states and the electors in each state shall have the qualifications requisite for electors of the new, most numerous branch of the state legislature. No person shall be a representative who shall not have attained to the age of 25 years and been seven years a citizen of the United States, and who shall not, when elected, be an inhabitant of that state in which he shall be chosen. Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union according to their respective numbers which shall be determined by adding to the whole number of free persons quick aside this is how we start out with the cheating without cheating because we say we the people but then we clearly pull out some people when we add the caveat free persons okay so which shall be determined by adding to the whole number of free persons including those bound to a service for a term of years and excluding indians not taxed 
three-fifths of all other persons. Three-fifths of all other persons. That is me and my people. The actual enumeration shall be made within three years after the first meeting of the Congress of the United States and with every within every subsequent term of ten years in such manner as they shall by law direct. The number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000, but each state shall have at least one representative. And until such enumeration shall be made, the state of New Hampshire shall be entitled to choose three, Massachusetts eight, Rhode Island and Providence Plantations one, Connecticut five, New York six, New Jersey four, Pennsylvania eight, Delaware one, Maryland six, Virginia 10, North Carolina 5, South Carolina 5, and Georgia 3. When, vac when vacancies happen in the representation from any state, the executive authority thereof shall issue writs of election to fill such vacancies. The House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers and shall have the sole power of impeachment. Now, uh, to unpack that just a little bit, um, obviously, uh, the actual enumeration shall be made, uh, no, no, here it is. The number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000. Now, I think this is a critical point because it, it speaks to where we are today and, and I'm not even sure how the, this all changed but when you think about it, what this says is that the number of representatives shall not exceed, so there should not be more than one for every 30,000 people. That would give us a considerably larger House of Representatives. So at some point, this has been... I'll have to unpack that a little more to figure that out because uh, I've often thought, and this is clearly right at the beginning, something that they're setting here, right, is how many people are we going to have making the decisions? Because at current state, we have 435 members in the House of Representatives and a population of over 300 million so the balance is considerably different than it was in the beginning and uh, obviously the whole thing about impeachment but I'm not even going into that because that's all stuff that will be determined or dis de described and defined later on in the constitution but that's the first two sections right there. Hey, thanks again for checking me out. And hit me up on Facebook, Michael T. Justice. Twitter, Michael T. Justice. And of course, here at Anchor FM, you can leave a voice message. And uh, I would love for any responses and... Um, requests.